So if I'm borrowing $10,000 today, that means that the next time I go to them, which will probably be in a month from now, they'll give me either twenty dollars or $30,000, and in some cases, $40,000. And once it's paid off and I re-up, I get a bigger loan. And here's the big play for all of this. I will have access to loans of 40, 50, 60, even up to $100,000. Honestly, probably even more than $100,000. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself, and not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. First, I like to start off by giving a shout out to the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 380 videos on our channel. You want to learn real estate? We got that. You want cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sebi? We got that. Travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. You want makeup and hair growth tutorials? Got it. We got basketball. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that don't make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray. D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. We made different playlists for all the things we're into, and you can find all those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter 2, page 82. This podcast has four different segments all right first we have the life update then we have episode playback then we have donovan's questions and then the fourth and final segment is the topics of the day all audio and video timestamps will be in the description box below today's date is october 12th it is 4 41 p.m a little bit later than uh, i would like but it's kind of been a busy day as well as a busy week so all those things kind of poured over into today before i get into the life update i always start off with a screen time check because i personally like to know how much time i spent on my phone each week and then i have you know a little uh a little comparison from this week versus last week all right so my daily average for the last three days of this week is five hours and 52 minutes which is down 17 percent from last week which is amazing last week my daily average was seven hours and 54 minutes for the whole week i was on my phone for three hours i was on instagram for three hours and 19 minutes for this whole week my daily average is 95 pickups which means i picked up my phone on the average of 95 times every single day which is crazy most pickup was monday which was 102 pickups uh first use after pickup is safari so that can either be google or twitter because i don't use the twitter app um i think that's that's not bad five hours and 52 minutes for the week so far um is not bad yesterday i was on my phone for nine hours and 36 minutes 
that's a very long time. Um, Melissa, what was your daily average for the week? My daily average for this week is three hours and, four, and 54 minutes. That's good. And what was your most used app? TikTok. For how long? Uh, for the week or for the day? Uh, for the week. For the week, I was on TikTok for three hours and 23 minutes. That's good. Instagram, an hour and a half. And then after that, Safari, YouTube, messages, teleprompter app. <laughs> okay. I know how much you guys enjoy uh money in the title right so these are one of those times where i got some money and it intersected with uh obviously youtube so as y'all know we have been doing turo or at least trying to do turo we haven't got the car set up yet but we've been trying to do turo so that we can come up with money to finish renovating the house we started renovating the house back in april and it was supposed to be done in four months and it is currently now six months in and the house is not even close to being finished not only that we are fifty thousand dollars over budget on what we need to do for this house we do not have fifty thousand dollars so we have to come up with ways to get that right now our main source of doing that is debt we are taking out loans like there's no tomorrow and they're running out of time. That's what we're doing. We are just going for as many loans and credit cards as we can get. Now, we've been getting approved recently for loans. Now, actually, I was just on the phone with One Financial. I think they were recommended through Credit Karma, right? And I was pre-qualified for $13,500 from One Financial. So we've been capitalizing the business, which is depositing money into the account so that when we go to get approved by banks and lenders, they see that we have income. That's what we've been doing. Now, normally it works. It's usually been more or less pretty good. It's been helping us out a lot. But for some reason, these particular people are being very stringent on how they want to release the funds to us. Everything seemed fine once I started the process of applying for the loan. Everything was good. They said that our income was good enough to get a loan. We have collateral, which would be good. And things which, if people do not know, collateral is things that we can put up against the loan in case we default or cannot pay for the loan. Those are the same thing. And they would then take the thing that we put up for collateral. They also want to check our income and obviously my credit score. Now, if y'all know, I've been working on my credit score over the last couple of months for these exact reason. Right now, um, my credit scores are in the 700. Now, before I even go deeper into that. Something that I feel like people don't talk about a lot, which I'm not really sure why this is, when people talk about credit scores, right? People say my credit score is 750. What do you mean by that? People say that, and it's like, I, people that say that probably cannot understand credit. I don't believe they do, unless I don't, but I don't think they do for multiple reasons. One, there are different credit bureaus. There are, they're not even three, it's more than three, but there are three main ones that everybody knows about, which is TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, right? So you may go and see that your credit, your credit score is 722 with TransUnion. That does not mean your credit score is 722 across all of the bureaus, right? That's number one. Number two, you may go on Credit Karma and see your score says 755, right? But then that also is not your credit score because that is only one 
formula that they would use to come up with your credit. They have different scoring models. I think there's something called Advantage 3.0, and there's like the FICO 6.8, whatever they have, the different formulas for it. So what that means is each formula calculates your credit score differently based off of different criteria. One person might say, if you pay off your, your loans, that counts towards 50% of your credit score. Somebody else might say, nah, we don't really care about that. It counts towards 20% of your overall credit score for that particular uh, bureau or credit bureau. So when people say my credit score is 750, 600, 400, with who? Who are you asking? And it, like I said, it also depends on who you're applying to. Because if you are applying to, let's say, discover for an increase in your loan, right? Or your credit. And they don't use the same score model as, as as Credit Karma. It don't matter what that score says. So that's also another thing too. You have to also know who the person that you're applying through is using. Because you may have a 720 credit score with TransUnion. And then find out that you apply for Amex card. And Amex only checks Experian. So it's like knowing your credit score is it is is helpful but it's not it's just the, the tip of the iceberg so the reason i say this is because we've been applying for different loans and credit cards right so we got this one a financial one which i was on the phone with today everything was going smooth until the lady asked me for tax returns which i don't have because i have not worked in a very long time and when i did i was self-employed so they want tax returns right so that really doesn't work for us when we're capitalizing the business because that becomes more federal level and we have not paid taxes because we have no income. So there's no, no taxes to pay on, right? Um, no income to pay taxes on. So that kind of got us messed up. On top of the fact is we normally use our business to show our income and they said, we don't care about your business. We want to see your personal income. It's another thing that fucked us up. So then not only did they say that, she said, well, if you're paying yourself, because normally what we'll tell people is that we're paying ourselves from our business and that we're an employee and they'll say, fine. But this person or these people are like, nah, that don't count. We don't care. That means you're self-employed. And if you're self-employed, you want tax returns. If you are not self-employed, we want W-2s or we want pay stubs from your employer. So now we kind of got into a pickle. So there's actually a good thing i would say came from this which i just found out today which is actually crazy to me like this is this is i guess it's insane i think it's i think it's insane here's why i'm on the phone with the lady today right and this is how the, the loan would work they said that they would pay off whatever the car loan is right and then once they pay off the car loan we would get the difference in whatever the car loan was to how much money we got approved for from the car so what that means is the car right now i believe is worth like 18 or twenty thousand dollars if they gave us a loan for if they gave us a loan for thirteen thousand, right if that's what i got approved for they would pay off the loan for the car and then they would give us the five thousand dollars so that sounds like something I can use in the future because anytime you pay off a car loan or a large loan, you it looks good on your credit. So if we were able to find a way to have them pay that off. That would be amazing. Here's a problem with that, that this lady uh, or we ran into the other day. I'm not on the car loan. So I don't, the car's not mine. It's Melissa's car. So when I tell them like, hey, yeah, we have a car and they want me to show them registration or information about it my name's not on the loan and 
because of that, they're not, they didn't want to use that or they're not even trying to use that. So our last or my last phone call with them was pretty much like, even though I was pre-qualified for 13,000, they pretty much said, we're not going to give that to you. Right. So we kind of lost out on 13,000 unless I can prove income for next year for last year, self-employed income. And I would also have to prove, um, I would have to put my name on the loan for the car and then have them pay it off and then just to get like five thousand dollars it don't really seem worth it for five thousand dollars so that seemed like it's not gonna work now something else we run into because we also got approved for honestly probably like thirty thousand dollars more or less like after mine it's been a sort of kind of a crazy week in terms of money I would say we got approved for about thirty thousand dollars but we're only currently gonna take ten right now and the reason why is the they don't even call it interest. The amount we have to pay back is astronomical, like ridiculous. It's pretty much uh, the loan that we would get would be $10,000 and we would have to pay back with one particular lender $15,000, which I believe is 50%. And then we would have to pay another lender said that they would take uh, or would charge us 14,000 if you took the 10 and other lender we have not talked to yet, but I'm pretty sure they're going to loan us another $10,000. Once I heard about the $15,000 thing, I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. And I went with a different lender and that's when I got a better price for the loan. Now, funny thing is, right? If y'all are new here, I did an interview with my sister a while ago, right? And I think it's very ironic or coincidental because my sister has loaned me money before with crazy rates like this and i never had a problem with it because i always knew i could make the money back and the amount of money that i would make back was going to be greater than the amount of money i had to pay her so one instance in particular i had borrowed three thousand dollars from my sister and she told me that she wanted me to pay her back five thousand dollars and everybody in my family, my mom, my dad, aunts, uncles, everybody was mad at her for that. And they were like, well, how can you do that? How can you take that money from him? How can you charge him these kind of crazy rates? So she gave me that, that amount of money. And shout out to her because it's funny, even though she I paid her back to 5000 she ended up giving me, loaning me back to $2,000 without having to pay her back. So for the pretty much, she just saved two thousand dollars for me and gave it back to me later when I asked her to borrow money again so i'm no newbie to crazy loans right so with this loan the reason why we're getting this loan is because like i said earlier in the podcast we are fifty thousand dollars over budget and we have to figure out a way for it to cover that cost number one and then number two we have to figure out how to um cover the draws people who do not know what draws are we are we are renovating a house that means that the money that comes from the lender will not come from them until we pay first so we need to pay first and we need to come up with money to pay first so i'm like okay that's not the only reason why i took on this loan the main reason why i took on this loan is because I know that the lender is going to pay us back the money that we put out for the house. So I'm not worried about uh, paying back this loan, right? Or the crazy interest. They told me that 
Once you pay back the loan and re-up again, normally most people double, get their money double or tripled in terms of the amount of loan that the company will give them. So if I'm borrowing $10,000 today, that means that the next time I go to them, which will probably be in a month from now, they'll give me either twenty dollars or $30,000, and in some cases, $40,000. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to pay off this $10,000. I'll pay an extra two dollars or $3,000 because if you pay it off early, you get a discount, and I don't have to pay back the full amount. So there's that. And once it's paid off and I re-up, I get a bigger loan, which means that I can cover more of the renovation costs. And here's the big play for all of this, okay? The big play is once the house is fully renovated, okay, I will have access to loans of 40, 50, 60, even up to $100,000. Honestly, probably even more than $100,000 as long as I'm paying these loans back. Now, here's why people will probably say to never take these loans out. I'm pretty sure they're called payday loans. I want to call, I feel like I want to call it that, but these are very, very risky loans. And the reason why that is, is because one, they charge you origination fees. That means the money they charge you to process the loan is $500. Then they have these crazy interest rates, 20, 30%, right? And number three, the craziest thing out of all is the fact that they charge you every single day until the money is paid back. So different lenders charge different amounts. One lender told us they would charge $140 a day, okay, until the loan is paid back. They said no weekends and holidays as if that really matters. And the other lender who, was I, who I went with because 140 is crazy, they only charge $80 a day. Now, we're doing a lot of finessing right now, okay? Here's how. We have no income. I'm going to tell you how to play. This is, how we're, this is what we're doing. A few months back, we got a credit card for $20,000. Capital on tap. Shout out to them, right? What we did was we took the money off that card. It's in our account right now. So we are going to take half of that money, right, and give it towards the renovation and then take the $10,000, right, add it to that 10 that we already took off. Now we're at 20 follow keep up with me okay and then we will still have the additional ten thousand from the capital on tap in our account right so play back we got twenty thousand given to renovation that's going to get paid back to us by the lender and we have ten thousand in our account to cover the monthly or the daily cost for the loan until it's paid back and then once it's paid back we re-up for twenty thousand dollars finish the renovation, refinance the house, get the money back, and we have this large amount of loan or we have this large amount of debt that we can utilize to buy more property or more cars or whatever else we need to buy to move forward. That's the play, okay? Boom, I know I just, that real quick. Now, um, I think, I think we're, we're in a very interesting spot. I can't say that it's good yet because it, ha it still has to play out, but I also found out yesterday as I was doing my finances, okay, things have just been going okay the last week. I found out that one of my companies, I, you have an Amazon card, right? And they increased my credit score by $3,000, okay? Now, here's why that's great. I can now use that money to cover my monthly expenses and only have to pay back the minimum, which only be like $100, $200, right? And then... I can use that money to pay off the amount of money in case anything comes up with me having this crazy loan shark, payday loan, daily amount loan, whatever. Okay, so it's good to know how to get money off your credit card, guys. You got to learn how to do that. Um, so that's where we are at now.
So that's the update on the credit. So in the last week, we have gotten $10,000. Oh, before I even finish on that, because these loans are ridiculous. Honestly, it's more than just the amount and the payments. Um, they actually said that I had to deposit another $150 today into my account because they want me or they want the account to match up with what it was last month on a bank statement. So they can't release the funds until I deposit the $150 into the account, which is ridiculous, right? I'm like, okay, sure. Um, I think it's stupid because I'm like, we already deposited $20,000 earlier in a week. So, or $10,000 earlier in a week, but now we need the extra $150. But it's just little things like that make me go, mm, I don't know. And I've been trying to work on my red flag signals and understanding which ones are crazy. So that's where we are at with that. And then we have the 10 from them. Another lender said, hey, if you still want the 10, let us know, we can come back. And there's another lender who I have not talked to yet. And I'm still waiting to hear back, uh, or I'm still waiting. I'm going to reach out to them at some point if I feel like we could use the money. Um, okay, so now the next topic. Last week I talked about Turo. And I talked about a, a situation where somebody was selling a course and we were on instagram and they were trying to push their course to me and i had said on here what my response would be to them i went into my messages and i was going to send the message i said last week which was now nah, i'm not going to take this i'm not going to do this course because i think you're just trying to make some money i think this is a money grab and you've only had Toro for three months right so before I sent the message, I went to look at the course one more time, right? Come to find out the course is actually not even his course. So now I'm kind of confused because it's said on the bottom of the course, it has somebody's name on it and it wasn't his name. So I'm thinking maybe he has like a separate name for his courses or his, his Instagram uh, persona or whatever, but it wasn't that it was someone else. So I hit him up and I said, yo, I'm like, yo, this course, this is your course? Like, what is, what is this? How, like, I don't understand what this is. And he told me that it's not his course. He has an affiliate link that he, the guy, I guess, gave him and that he would get paid whenever somebody buys a course through his website or his, his, his Instagram, uh, what did he call those things? Link trees, right? So... I didn't send the message because I, I I knew that he was not his course that he was pushing because I would be annoyed if you just had Turo for three months and now you're trying to get me to buy your course. I still still kind of feel odd about the interaction because I know that he was trying to sell me the course to make some money on the back end of doing the deal. Um, so I also I feel more comfortable that it's somebody else that has the course because they have more cars than he does. And I think they've been doing it for longer, but I really feel weird about just buying people's courses off Instagram. So, it, you know, he has 16,000 subscribers, the other guy that's whose course it is. So it's kind of just like, do I really want to buy these, this course? Can you give me like a wet tissue, wet paper towel? So, yeah. And the reason I brought that up last week is because I was talking about how I want to work on being more assertive because I normally don't care about a lot of things. And the reason why I do not care about a lot of things is because I understand that 
a lot of people have their own insecurities or their own gaps in their knowledge. And because I understand that, I just go, I don't really care that much because I know this may be a personal attack on you, on me. I know that it may be you feeling like you were offended or hurt by something and you're trying to take it out on myself. So I go, you know, I really, I just don't care for the, for the most part, unless it gets to a, you know, a crazy point. But what I've realized is I still have to interact with people who are insecure. I have to interact with people who are manipulative. I have to interact with people who are scammers. I still have to interact with them. So if I do nothing, right, they still affect me. Right. So I have to go, okay, I can do nothing and be negatively affected by what this person is doing, or I can decide that I'm going to take action in response to what they are saying or doing. Right. So I've been doing this over the last week and it's been turning out well. I had a situation this week with my contractor, right? And I need to understand what's going on with the house. I want to know when is the timetable for the house because it's supposed to be done. It was supposed to be done uh, in July, in August, right? It's October and we're just now doing the framing, which means there's no walls, electricity, there's no plumbing, there's no heating or cooling or nothing, right? Honestly, there's no roof also. We're on the phone, right? I'm calling because I'm trying to understand what's going on. And he tells me that the reason why the house is not moving along is because I have not sent him the money to finish the house, right? Now, normally, because like I said, I don't care I'll just go, I know that's not true, but I'm like, obviously you're saying this to me because you are trying to avoid some type of issue on your part that you, that you're doing wrong. Right. And I understand that. So I normally just go, you know what? It's fine. Whatever. I get it. But now me doing that would negatively affect me. So now I have to say, listen, that's not the case. That's not what's going on. You told me the house would be done by this date. You had to hire an engineer to get the house to be up to code. They took an extra month or two to get the stuff in and now we're behind. And then on top of that, he told me the house will not be done. Get this because this is the part that is uh, a bombshell for me, myself, will not be done until at the best. Everything goes smoothly. The house will not be done until at least the end of January. Okay, so now we're in October. So we got November, December, and all of January to do this. And if nothing goes wrong, which as we all know, especially in the Bamboo Project life, that's not how things go. So I'm prepared. I'm ready. I guess I'm getting the money together in case anything does happen. I want to make sure that I'm prepared. So we are on the phone and the conversation started to get a little heated because now I have to explain to him what I feel like he's doing wrong. And he's telling me that it's on me for not giving him the money. My experience or my knowledge of what I've been reading that everybody does not pay up front for construction costs, right? Also, there's no line item that I have from him on what will be done. So 
I'm like, hey, I want to know these things. Like, what's the line items? How much are you spending on each specific thing? And I want to know what those prices are. Because last or two weeks ago, he sent me the prices of something, of some from some wood and some lumber. And I was able to find a cheaper price for it. So that goes to show me that the due diligence is not there for the pricing for me. Now, that may be because he has other projects. But at the end of the day, if I have to go and look over every single line item because you're not going to do it, then let me get the line items. And I'll look them over myself and I will give you a price. I'll find a better price than what you're, you're finding. So, so we're on the phone, right? And I'm like, listen, I need you to tell me when is this going to be done. I need to know when electrical electrical going to be finished when is plumbing going to be done when is heating going to be done i need a timetable for each thing he starts saying why do you need that this is new where is this all coming from and now I'm, I'm like i don't really like that response because you're not saying it can't be done you're saying why why do i want this if it's something that can be done as a person that's paying i feel like i should be getting that thing so we came to an agreement, right? Because my biggest issue was this. I'm taking out these expensive ass loans, right? And if you don't have a definitive time of when these these uh, projects are gonna be finished, that means that I'm gonna be on the hook for these expensive ass loans, okay? And you don't wanna come out of your pocket with any money to do the project, because like I said, the biggest issue are the draws. If they were to do the work, then the lender could give them money for the work. They don't want to do the work because they don't have the money and I don't have the money. So now I got to go out and find the money to give to them to do the work to then get the money back from the lender. This is ridiculous. So we came to an agreement that I would try and give him some of the money this week, which is what I'm trying to finesse right now with this lender. And we'll see. We will see whether or not that goes well and how this plan plays out, because this is a very risky plan. And. I'm excited because if it works out the way I have it in my head, we will be in an amazing position next year. Like phenomenal, like astrological, amazing next year. Okay. Um, with access to a lot of different types of funding and money. Now, you guys know that we are doing Toro. We'll go to the next topic. Okay. Now, last week we were able to go and finally get pictures for the car the car is at this point ready to be listed on toro we found out this morning that we don't actually have to get the tracking device from the insurance company because originally they said we cannot have coverage unless we have their tracking device not any tracking device we need theirs said okay so i called them today and they said it would take one to two weeks to get that that means we would not be able to list the car on Toro for two weeks. I kept talking to the lady and she explained to me that because it takes so long, we would not be penalized for using the car as of now. I said, oh, that's amazing. And we already have a tracker on it. Amazing, but you pay like $130 or $200 for it anyways. But we also have some fire pictures, okay? I'm gonna put them on the screen if you're on uh, one of the streaming platforms, you have to go and look at the video to see it. Um, and at some point I'll probably put the listing in the description because the more people that look at it and click on it, then I believe the higher it gets in the SEO rankings for Toro, which is always good. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I think we can definitely, uh, make, a make some, make some okay money because <coughs> 
we will get to keep 92% of all the money that comes in as opposed to only 60%. So that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So if we make 2000 for the month, we keep 1800 That's That's great. Um, so, so we have our car insurance ready to go. We have the car ready to go. We might get it clean one more time just to make sure that it's nice and sparkly when we take it over there. And for anybody doing Turo, I would advise against uh, car washes because I feel like they scratched our car. I might only get uh, hand washed now going forward because I think they scratched like four or five parts of the car. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that. So, you know, we're going to have to uh, get that, get that, uh, get that situated. But next week, we should definitely be on the road with, with Turo. Um, today, we're going to go out with the car and it might be our last day driving around with the car. So, you know, maybe we'll have sex in the car to, you know, christen it for anybody else who wants to, you know, drive in a rental. I also said last week that I would have my license by now. I do not have it yet. I did pass both of my courses though, so I do have that done. Um, so I have all of the course requirements. I just have to take the final exam. And it's been kind of, a, what is it? It's been, <laughs> he put him to, he bring him to his bowl. Go, go to your mother, go to your mother. You don't want to come to catch his accident. Body some. <laughs> I have an interview for a appraisal training position for Dallas, Texas tomorrow. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Definitely shouldn't have to do him that way. Should have turned him around, but. He's crashing? It is a little bit, but I'm like, he'd probably. I never threw him backwards because he doesn't know what's behind him. So he's just like, so he's going to try and grab me because he doesn't know what's behind him. But, um, so like I said, I did not finish, uh, that I would, I'm hopefully, I'm hoping, I am hoping by next week I have passed my licensing exam and I will finally be able to start wholesaling better with looking at the MLS. Okay. That was the whole goal from six months ago was to be on the mls and six months later we finally are going to do it um melissa just said that she has a a what an interview, an interview for what an appraiser training position in in dallas yeah. how'd you get dallas how'd you find how'd you end up there i applied i knew that so in my head dallas and atlanta they're kind of the same uh-huh so well, Dallas apparently is more expensive in terms of like houses and stuff, but I figured that for what we're trying to do with like Turo and especially Airbnb, mm -hmm. Dallas would be the other option. I figured then to Atlanta. Yeah. Because apparently they're also Airbnb friendly. I think Dallas is more Airbnb friendly than Atlanta is right now. Listen, speaking of Texas. Shout out to, I think it's the governor of Texas, Mr. Abbott. Abbott, I'm not sure I'm saying name correctly, right? Shout out to you, bro. You are amazing. You're doing phenomenal out there, all right? I just saw today, listen, people were sending this to me also, that he said we done with this vaccine mandate, bulls not, whatever, this bullshit, we're not doing this. If people want to get it, let them get it. If they don't want to get it, we're not going to force them to get it. We are also, according to him, we are not 
going to allow businesses to tell people you have to check people for COVID. No, we're not doing that. And there's no mandatory mask mandates for children who by far are the least affected by COVID anyways. So now finally, kids will be able to have their normal interaction with each other like they should be having. They're kids. You can't have kids not socializing with each other, okay? It's development, that's what it is. The sociological development of the kids is being hindered by having them have masks on, having them have to do six feet apart. All the things you've done as kids. Think about everything that you did as kids, your parents did as kids, at school, at the playground, wherever, going on trips, the times you have a little girl, you have a crush on, you're hugging, whatever. All, all the things that made you who you are involved you being around other people. It involved you having to talk to them in school, y'all in the classroom, y'all are chilling, y'all are running down the hallway, y'all wrestling, y'all playing sports, whatever the case is, these are things that make you who you are as a person. And they're saying that you can no longer do that because we want you to be safe. No, that's not even true. We want you to keep everybody else safe. Now, here's my thing about the vaccine. Again, I'm gonna skip over this later, but here we go again. Cause I feel like people don't get this. I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm always confused by the vaccine mandate because if the vaccine is supposed to keep you safe from getting COVID, why do you care if I don't have the vaccine? Because if I get COVID, the vaccine is supposed to keep you safe. So if I have it and you get it and you get sick, then somebody's lying. I applied for a job this week. Um, I wanted to get to that because technically apply for a job kind of sort of my mom sent me an application for some basketball thing so i decided you know what let me just uh apply the reason why is because of this crazy loan i figured if i could make 200 a week then that would be able to help offset the daily payments for the loan you know so but i didn't hear back from them which is fine because i don't want to do the job anyways but i did it just to say i did it um, the last thing I want to touch on is this new viral show that's going on right now. Okay. If you haven't heard of it, good. If you have heard of it, then you probably know what show I'm talking about. I'm not gonna say the name of the show because if I'm not trying to give it too much light, I don't want, if you don't know, then you don't know. It is what it is. Now, Melissa and I got into a conversation about this the other day, right? Because Melissa was annoyed. I asked her to watch a show. That's a better term for it because everybody else was watching it. Melissa informed me that she does not like to do things that other people are doing and she does not like to do things that she feels like other people are making her do. So she did not want to watch the show. I said, okay, fine. But she seemed, hmm? Uh-huh. We had this conversation about this, right? And the reason that I watched the show or tried to watch the show is because I just kept seeing it everywhere. Melissa had, I think, three people or four people that she knew to ask her if she watched the show. And then she asked, she told me that they asked her if she watched the show. I'm like, that's a lot of people. And all of those people don't know each other and they're all in different age groups for the most part. So I go, okay. I start seeing it on Twitter and Instagram. I'm like, all right. I'm like, what is this? I'm gonna check it out. So I went to go look at it. I think it's, I don't think it's a good show, personally. The reason why I don't think it's a good show, um, it's not in English, okay? I don't care what you tell me. I don't care what you try to push. 
their mouths are not synced with the words. I don't care. It's I don't supposed to be. Like they're not even trying to do that. They are. No, they're not. It's literally what they do is like they keep the same images and just have some they're not trying to sync it together. What do you mean? They just change the audio. So like you see how you're talking right now? And let's say you just change the audio, like I just say what you're saying right now uh -huh. and it's not trying to match up with your mouth? Uh -huh. That's what they're doing. I don't think so. That's what they're doing. I hear you. You think they you think they re-recorded it with English sense with them saying English words for them to match up? No, I think what they're doing is I think they are showing they are choosing shots that you don't have to see. They're trying to limit the amount of time that that person is talking with the words being out of sync. I don't think so. Because I'm gonna say why I think that. Because as soon as the English word is done, they'll try and cut the person from talking and show the other person's face, or they'll show a different part of the of the show. But I don't think that I don't think I think that's I think that's I do not think that they re-edit the show for different languages because you can switch you can change the language out. Mm -hmm. So that means that how it's recorded originally they're not changing the image for each language that you switch it to. They would have to have a different image, a different video for every language that you're switching it to if that's what they're doing. Are you saying that, are you saying that they have it not the subtitles? What do you mean? I'm not talking about subtitles. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the words. The words are in English. It's it's not it's not a different language. It's in English. The language that they originally recorded the video in, mm -hmm. they dubbed it differently, right? Uh -huh. So you can change the dub. You can watch the show uh -huh. with the original language if you want to. And it'll match up with their words. They're not gonna show you different images. Right. What I'm asking you is are they going to if I change they have a can I change the voice of the people to non it won't be american it won't be let's say it's chinese or mandarin i can change it to russian and you say that their voice if will be russian available, if it's available their voices they would just change the voice because you can change it right now from english to either japanese or korean whatever the original language is so let's just put it on the screen and you can actually change the uh people's voice on the show i thought they were changing the I thought they were trying to put, how can I put this? I thought they were changing the editing style so that if you have a different language, it would match up. That's what I thought. So therefore they made it specifically for English people to watch, but you can change the, the person's voice on the show. Now, like I said, I, like I said, me personally, not a fan of the show. That was one of the reasons, but that was me my personal reasons i thought it was just like that um i don't think the acting is very good i don't think the concept is different or new i think it's a very old concept and i think that it is it's i personally think it's outdated now the reason i'm even bringing this up is because i got a call from a family member recently and they are actually were watching well, wanted to watch the show because they heard about it on the news and the news was debating about how Republicans want to get it canceled because they are showing what the Republicans really want in the real world and they don't want nobody to see what their plan is through shows like this, right? Now, me personally, right? Me personally, I think that I don't think the show was good enough to get or garner as much attention as it has garnered. So me, I think that it is being artificially pushed to be out there. That's what I think. I don't know who or how or 
I kind of know why I think, but I think that's what's going on. I think that people like RDC World made a video on it, which is by far one of the least funniest videos I've ever seen them make about a trending topic. It wasn't, I didn't think it was funny at all. I think the acting was even worse in the show. I mean, worse in the skit, it was just bad. So I'm wondering if they got paid to do that. Not only was that happening, they also, that video was at almost 8 million views in like a week, right? So it just goes to show me that I think that there is some reason that this uh, show is being pushed. And like I said, I don't think it's that good. From the only, let me say this too, I watched like 80% of the first episode and I was just like, nah, it's not, it's not, I don't, I don't want to watch more of this. Now you guys to tell me if I'm wrong, the show is about people playing games for their life to win money, to pay off debt that they owe. And that's the, the crux of it. At the end of it, it's probably going to be some, some like, um, plot twist where either somebody who y'all thought was good is not good no more or the person is so traumatized by winning they're like oh my god that was crazy or that's usually it that's usually the only two i can think of um but I've, there's so many movies like this this is not this is there are so many movies of rich people or crazy people making games for people to kill themselves you heard of saw you heard that? So it's, 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 listen, Hunger Games. I heard uh, Maze Runner, which I haven't watched, but I heard it's similar. Um, a lot of them. It's a lot of shows like that. But uh, that is the last topic I had on, on my agenda for Life Update because, like I said, I just personally think that that show is bad. If y'all watched it, you let me know what you think about it because I, I have no intention of watching it. But, Melissa, do you want to watch the show? Yeah, sure. Melissa wants to watch the show. I don't. I don't really want to watch it. Um, so I'll let you guys know what happens. I want to watch it because Donovan doesn't want to watch it. Probably, because when I wanted to watch it, she didn't want to watch it. So <laughs> this is how girls are. This is how you, you see. I'm like, yeah, I want to watch the show. Oh my god, you want to watch the show? Everybody's watching it. I'm like, damn, what was that for? Like now nah, I don't want to watch it. Donovan, I want to watch the show. Why? Because everybody else is watching it. I'm like, okay. Well, no, because you don't want to watch it. Sure, whatever. Um, this is why you should not have a girlfriend. Now, please. I should be writing it off from the first episode. That's why I want to watch it. Because I'm like, I don't know what. You said I'm writing it off. You thought it was trash when you watched it. Water. I'm I'm writing it off. Like you wasn't sitting there watching the show. Talk about how this is a bad show. I didn't say it was bad. Okay, Melissa. It was they play play red light green light and the, the the gore wasn't even good. People weren't even getting murdered properly. Like, come on, bro. It's, it was just, oh my god. It was, it was, I didn't like this show. And then now they're talking about, it's a top 10 on Netflix and now it's on trending on YouTube and Instagram and what? You only watch one episode, so you don't know. I know. I know. Another thing too, why I say it's not a good show, because whenever I see people talk about it, it's usually not about the show being good. It's just about the show trending or how stupid somebody was in the show. So nobody I really see. I think I saw one person say the show was good. Now we are on to segment number two, episode playback. All right. So. I listened to last week's episode this morning and I realized that I need more energy. Okay. I listened to myself this morning. And as much as I love my sweet, sultry, phenomenal, sexy voice, it puts it's it's like it's like a lullaby, right? I bet see exactly. You see what I'm talking about? You see, it just it just gravitates women and go, oh my god, I hear you. It's like a lullaby. And honestly, depending on what time of the day it is, if I use this voice on the phone and a girl hears me talking to them like this on the phone, oh my god, pussy's dropping, panties falling, everything. Right? So I can't continue to do podcasts like that. 
Now, one thing I've also realized about myself is that my speech pattern or my cadence is very monotone. And what I mean by monotone is it's the same frequency, I believe, for every word I'm saying. There's no inflection on whatever words I think are more important than other words. You see how I did that? See how I emphasized more? I've been trying to do that throughout the whole podcast because I realized everything just sounds like one long sentence. I need to have my pauses. I need to have my inflections so you know what's important when I speak. Okay, and I realized from doing it today that it gives me more energy as I speak when I try and uh, use my inflections. Because normally, like I said, whole sentence sound the same. I'd be listening to myself, eyes closed, like, mm, damn, this man sounds sexy. I'd be like, oh my God, his voice is just so sweet. And the next thing you know, I'm out. I like a light. So, um, I also been trying to finish my sentences because one thing i've heard before from uh, his name is eric thomas he's a motivational speaker i'm not sure what he's calling himself now i know he tried to remove the label or something that might have been marketing purposes i'm not sure but he would always say that when he gets to talking he would say crazy things and what i mean by crazy things are inaccurate things not just crazy but inaccurate for example, he would say something along the lines of um, What's her name? Okay, he would go, Harriet Tubman sat on a bus for everybody here to walk. That is why Harriet Tubman was on the bus. You gonna tell me that you love your life and you are disrespecting Harriet Tubman? Do you know why he sat on that bus? Right? Now. We all know Harry Tubman wasn't on no bus. Okay? We, That's crazy. I didn't even think about it. You said it so... Right? We, we, was on the bus. Right? We hearing it. We hearing it over and over again. And we're like, facts. And we, we feel it. Right? But what I happen or have a tendency of doing is if I hear myself say Harriet Tubman, I'll go, oh, my bad. I meant Rosa Parks. I'll correct myself. And as I'm listening, it takes away from what I'm saying because I keep going back and going, wait. That's not what I meant. Okay, actually, um, no, not her name. Uh, what's it? Uh, damn, her name is uh, John. Yeah, and it fucks the whole shit up, right? And as a listener, from me listening to it, I go, hmm. I'll 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 tune back in when he knows what word he's talking for. I'll just tune back in then, right? And it's like you don't really want that as a podcaster. You don't want somebody to have to tune out because you don't know what you're talking about. You want to keep them engaged. So it's like, listen. I assume that people will know who I'm talking about when I talk about the person or what I'm saying. And also, I feel like what I could do is correct it later, not in the heat of the passion. Okay? I could finish the whole sentence, the whole thought, and then go, I said Harry Tubman, bro, I meant Rosa Parks. And everything will be fine. Right? That's how I feel like listening to it. But I feel like when I'm in those modes, when I get to, to chatting, I need to keep chatting until it subsides. So that is something that I realized that I will be working on uh, for the future podcast. So that is it for episode playback. Now, can you scroll down? Beloved. All right. So everybody who's tuning to the podcast, y'all know I have to give y'all a disclaimer. 
because when I talk this talk, I know it offends a lot of people. And there are people who are out there who are not offended easily, who are able to hear something they do not agree with and then go, hmm, I'm going to process that and reflect on it. There are people like that. So for those people like that, stay tuned. For people who get very angry easily and mad easily, this is your time. I will let you know. You can leave right now. I'll give you some time to exit the app or turn your whatever you want to do. I'll give you a couple seconds. Okay, now that y'all are gone. Talking about that that vaccine talk, right? That mandate talk. This is something I was thinking about recently, right? I do not know if y'all remember. Maybe this was not a, a, a national thing. But last year, I was outside riding my bike as a bike messenger. You know, I worked for DoorDash. I worked for Uber before I became a real estate mogul, okay? And back then, I would ride my bike. And every day during the pandemic at 7 o'clock, I would start hearing cheers and clapping and banging and music and horns. I had no idea what, what, what was going on. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what is all this? Stuff? And it would happen in different parts of the city. I would be uptown. I would hear it. I'd be in the East Village. I would hear it. I'd be in the West Village. I would hear it. I'd be in Midtown. And there it was. Just people. Just joyous. And I had no idea what it was. So, I decided I was going to ask around to figure out what are people doing? Why are they making all of this noise? I didn't understand, right? Come to find out, they were clapping for me. I had no idea. I'm like, oh, shit, this for me? I didn't even know. So now when I ride my bike, you know, I'm waving people. I'm like, hey, you know, how y'all doing? Like, oh, my God, they're clapping. Like, yeah, right? So now, you know, I feel like I'm an amazing individual. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm out here. I'm out here, you know. They were also clapping for nurses and anybody that was an essential worker at the time. I believe they even were having special days or special commercials for different essential workers. Right? It's funny. I have a podcast about this last year. I talked about this whole interaction. Can you believe that just last year, we were applauding these people. Why were we applauding them? Because they were the people front line during this pandemic inside the hospitals working tirelessly every day. They had to go and build hospitals in Central Park. They had morgues all over the place. People were dying everywhere. Hospitals were filled to the brim. People were working overnight shifts. People were working late hours. People were doing all types of stuff to get people to stay alive. That's what they were doing, putting their life on the line. Right. Not not only their life, their family in terms of being home and spending time with your kids, your husband, your wife, whoever. Okay, maybe your mother, your father. They were working. Nurses and doctors. A lot of essential workers. So now this year, 2021, one year later from one year later, it's only one year later. The same people that were there fighting for COVID in the middle of it are now getting fired from their job because they don't want to get the vaccine. Now, could you imagine what it must feel like to go, if anybody don't need to get the vaccine, it should be me because I already fought through it. I've been here every single day. When everybody was on quarantine last year, when y'all couldn't leave your house, I was at work 
every day or however many days I had to be here, I was at work. Every day they was going to work, right? And now we have decided, not me, because I think this is ridiculous. The people have decided that those people should be fired because they don't care about the, the community. They don't care about people's health. The people who were putting their life out there, risking it because, you know, you was in your house. Okay, you were at home <clears throat> when those long lines at Trader Joe's and Whole Foods was out there. You had 10 spaces between each person and they you couldn't get no food. They were at the hospital trying to make sure people wasn't dying. Right. They were trying to figure out whatever they were doing. Okay, that's what they were trying to do. Now, we have gotten to a point where those people are now being demonized. Okay. The people that fought to protect everyone, or at least try to, are the ones that we are now saying are the people that don't care about us. Who else cares about us other than the people that are actually going to put the work out there to do it? The people that are actually going to go and deal with all the trauma. And like I said, this is to me why I say that people need to understand how the segregation works, how the dehumanization works of other people, right? Because just like that, just just as easy as that was to do, because now people are feeling like, yeah, man, these workers don't care about us. They don't care about us no more. It went from the people who were saying, yo, man, I think the government's going to, you know, come up with some vaccine in the next couple months. It's going to be kind of quick, but I don't trust it. They were first demonized. Then it was people who were like, you know what, man? Um... I feel like they're going to they gonna do some like vaccine passport or something. Everybody say, oh, my God, you're ridiculous. You're crazy. Why would you think they would never do that? Right. Some people said, yo, man, you remember they said this is going to be over in two weeks. I don't think so. I think it's going to last a long ass time. Right. Dehumanized. Then it was you want you want me to get vaccinated? It's like, nah, I'm, I'm OK. Dehumanized. Right. It's like, okay, now we're mandating it. You don't want to get the vaccine even though we're mandating it? You're even worse than other people. Dehumanized. Here's where the line comes. This is where the line, this is where the line is at right here. Oh, you used to fight for COVID? You, you, you still work at the hospital where people have COVID? Dehumanized. Okay? If you don't follow the rules that we want you to follow, dehumanized. That's where we're at right now. Now, I'm wondering who's next. Because honestly, let's see. Who could be next? You got any ideas who could be next? I'm trying to think. Who could... I'm like, can you dehumanize kids? Wow, I forgot another one too. This one, I don't know how big it is because they haven't really come out and said this. But the airlines. They are saying that currently people who work in the airlines are not going to work because of the vaccine mandate. Now, people have sent me articles saying that it's because of the mandate. Other people have told me it's not because of that. It's because of uh, because of weather and, and air traffic controls, right? Now, I'm not no pilot. No, I never flew a plane in my life. But my understanding of how planes work. If you got plane A at airport Miami and you got plane B at airport Miami, how is it that airplane A could leave but airplane B can't leave? How'd that work? How is it that the weather is so bad that only your flight's got to get grounded? That sounds suspicious to me. That don't make sense to me. I don't know how that works. 
I thought if we go in the sky, the sky covers everyone. Everybody is covered by the sky and the same weather. But it seems like, this is a theory, only the people who were mandated to get the vaccine is the only companies where, you know, the weather only affects them. They were affected by this turbulent, tragic weather. And they canceled hundreds, I believe it was thousands. Thousands of flights? Hundreds of flights. I want to say hundreds, but I feel like I saw the word thousands of flights. A lot of flights got canceled. A lot of flights, right? So, I really think that, you know, it's getting to a point where, as Melissa just said, next will probably be teachers. Every single person that was out here doing all the work that was breaking their backs during the pandemic are probably going to be the ones to get the worst of it. Those are going to be the ones that go, oh, even though you helped us before and you don't comply now, we are, it's a funny thing, you, we are dehumanizing you. Actually, I see who it is now. I already see, I see a person right now. It's the athletes. That is who, who is being dehumanized, right? If y'all remember last year, a year, I think it was last year. It was definitely last year. The NBA did something that has never been done before. Okay, it was called the NBA bubble. And I was appalled that NBA players were going to go and play in this bubble because during a pandemic, they had to be forced into play this bubble. People were saying this was a distraction. Why are we caring about the NBA being played? There are bigger things to be worrying about. I think this is around the time that people were getting killed. I do not know if you remember that last year, a whole bunch of black people got killed by police. I haven't heard of black people get killed recently. I haven't heard no no marches for no black people. I haven't heard nothing. Last year, though, every other day, there was fires, robberies, and black people getting killed by the police. So, ain't happening this year. Coincidence? Who knows? Last year, though, when the athletes were told to play basketball, everybody said, oh, my God. You know, we need them to go and play basketball to take our minds off of this horrendous time that we have right now. This is tragic. We need them to go and play because we, as as sports watchers, need something to view while we're at home to ignore this crazy time we're in. Right? Okay. I'm like, okay. I thought it was ridiculous. I think that would have been the time to make a stand. So now, now, one year later, right? The same people, the same players that were applauded for going to this. Uh, uh, what do you call those things back in the day where Sparta would have to fight in the, but like, what is it? Yes. Now we have this Coliseum type of situation, right? Where people are playing in front of nobody. They are literally playing for our, I mean, I guess it always is for entertainment. They are literally playing with no crowd there, which is ridiculous. They have virtual crowds there and they're doing that for what? So we don't have to think about how crazy the times were. One year later, the people who had decided, you know what? I'm going to play basketball. I want to go out and play basketball the same way I did last year. And one year later, they're telling them, you cannot play basketball if you don't want to get vaccinated. That's what they're trying to tell them now. They're saying you must be vaccinated to play basketball. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like I said, every single person, it seems like that was used to get us through 
the pandemic are the same people that are going to be demonized and dehumanized going forward from now. We're going to see how bad it gets because I'm like, teachers going to be next. I'm waiting for that to come out where that starts trending. Teachers won't. Uh, uh, what is it? Teachers will now allow kids to not wear masks. They are the problem. They are the kids are dying because of you. You know, that's going to be next. And then you'll see a headline about that. This is the last thing on my topics of the day. It's Airbnb. It's not Airbnb. It's, uh, it's YouTube. Okay. Um, this is not a new topic. It's something I'm rehashing. But I am getting this sense of authenticity coming back. Because I feel like there's so much inauthenticity coming on, on the platform. And I don't know how YouTube will handle it. But I feel like there's going to come a time where. It's not. It's not the thing to do anymore. I don't know if maybe the money won't be there. That's usually how they do it. They'll cut the money off to those kind of prank channels and stuff like that. But not only that. I realize the people that do that get burned out. The people that try to chase the algorithm get burned out. Every single person, all of them, all of the big name people that have to chase the algorithm usually go, you know what, man, it's just not worth it. It's not, it's not, I have to sell my ass on YouTube to get views. I don't want to make this content, but I'm only making it so that I can get views and get money. They usually all get burnt out every single time. And the reason why is because that's not who they are as a person. It's not. And I think channels like personally like MKBHD, I think his channels will be good. Channels that actually have value and that are about or of people doing things that they love to do while also being themselves. I think those are the channels that will last as well as vlog channels, um, but not the fake vlogs, the authentic vlogs. And I'm curious, you said uh, Justin watches CJ So Cool. Well, he watches he Money to, Funny Mike. He used to watch CJ So Cool when I was like still living in my mom's house. I don't know if he still does. Because I'm wondering, the kids today, because of this whole pandemic situation and just how they interact with social media, I wonder if they care that pranks are fake anymore or if they kind of just don't watch them because they are not appealing to them. Probably not. Because that, you would use the kind of the same logic to say that like, like, like kids don't know the TV is fake until a certain age. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that, um, because I feel like when I was younger, hmm, yeah, because TV has always been fake. Anything in front of a camera is not going to be authentic. It's just as soon as it gets edited, as soon as the lighting is different, it's oh, it's edited. It's not authentic, um, but. I was thinking about how with wrestling, it used to be a common theme for people to people really thought wrestling was real, like WWE, WWF. I feel like kids were like, "Nah, bro, this is real. It's not. Don't. It's not fake." But I think it got to a point where it just became okay. We all know it's fake. Everybody knows it's fake, but they are acting and the storylines are very good, so we like it. I'm wondering if that will happen on YouTube or. If people will go, I really don't want to see this prank. I actually watched um, a video from a channel called Playback with Agent, I think it's a double zero or Agent Zero. And they're watching 
prank video or prank compilation video. And the prank video was playing with myself while my boyfriend is driving the car. And these were the most cringy videos I've ever, I couldn't, I didn't finish watching it. I couldn't get through the video because it was so bad. It was, it was just so bad. The fact that the camera is there, they're pretending like it's not there. He's trying to act like, oh my God, you played yourself. He's getting mad at her for playing with herself in the car. He's saying, yo, nigga, let me join. Why you do this now? Instead of when we was at home, you know, it's just weird old corny stuff. It's just like, like I said, if I'm driving the car and my girlfriend over here, Melissa, my beautiful, phenomenal girlfriend decided she wanted to play with herself. I wouldn't be like, yo, you dead ass, you dead ass. You can do that right now. You dead ass, Melissa. Are you dead ass? And I definitely wouldn't be like, so you're not gonna let me join? Yo, wow, that's crazy. You're not gonna let me join, Melissa? Like, I wouldn't, I'm, I would laugh. It'd be a joke. I wouldn't take this seriously at all. I wouldn't even try to make it seem serious. It's just, like I said, me personally, if my girlfriend wants to masturbate while we drive in the car, by all means, I'm turning music up. I'm like, all right, I'm about to put on Lil Nas X and lower the window and I'm gonna be driving. You gonna lower the window, Donovan? That's how you get arrested. Yeah. What? Oh, I mean, for what? Uh, that's how I would get arrested for for public. But they would. But they all had a towel over them, Melissa. Every single video, there's a towel over the girls, so you wouldn't. Nobody would see masturbating. Okay. That's what. The, that's, <laughs> the, that's the. That's the prank. Okay. You got to pretend like you're masturbating on the camera, and then you have to go. Oh, you got to do the sounds. Oh, oh. Oh, that's, that's, that's what they were doing. Oh, my God. Oh, good. That's how it's supposed to be. Ah, oh. And then he goes, what? What you doing? Snatches it off and goes, huh? You got me. <laughs> you got me. This is a prank. Yes. Then there was like five of them, different people. It's fucking ridiculous. But like I said, that will wrap it up for today's podcast. Okay. I enjoyed myself today. As the energy flowing, we're about to go outside, drive the car for the last day. I'm saying and talking the way I am because Melissa didn't scroll down on the page yet. So I'm waiting for her to realize that I'm talking so that she can scroll down. See how I'm doing that? Now, we will be back here next Tuesday, okay? You can find all of our social medias and behind the content scenes on Instagram. All right. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N You know what it is Hashtag Bamboo Project 2021 We going up all year You know the vibes And with that being said Bamboo Project Out